from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Oh, yeah. Who Cut am I? Who am I? Metro Division champs once again. That would be for the Carolina Hurricanes. They did it. A little bit of an adventure, but Julia, I would say that the Canes won the Metro Division in the most Canes of this season way possible. <laughs> Where they came out, they understood the assignment. Uh, it was the uh, Adam, played well early, looked good early. Adam Gold's favorite term during the regular season, a playoff-like regular season game. Uh, Given the stakes, I don't know how else you would phrase it. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the Canes. Clearly want to win the division. Florida trying to avoid Boston. <laughs> avoid Boston. So they had incentive. Both teams had incentive to win that game last night heading into the playoffs. Canes took care of business. Until they didn't. Until they didn't. And well, it was a helpful reminder, though, of, of who the goalie won't be. Yeah. For the Carolina Hurricanes. Wait, and by the way, it wasn't just the goalie there at the end either. I mean, obviously, things got uh, started going off the rails thanks to Freddie Anderson with, I don't I still don't know what he was trying to do with the puck there uh, that opened things up for Florida to score a goal. But on the on that second goal, I think it was Brett Pesci who was caught asleep, and that left things open for Florida to take advantage. But then the Canes answered right back. And I think that's... It's funny, I jokingly tweeted, are the Canes back? I think last night really was an indication of, yes, the Canes, as we know them this season, are back. Uh, it's take your Delta 8 or something stronger on Monday against the Islanders. They, they should take care of business against the Islanders. My point being that this team is going to keep you on the edge of their seat for a variety of reasons. You cannot count them out when you feel like things are done. And you co- you also can't rest easy when it looks like things are going to cruise to victory. That's this Carolina Hurricanes. And really, Joe, when when you take a step back and you and you look at the totality of the year, not having the kind of roster you thought you were going to have, uh, you never really had Max Batcher ready, and then you lose Andrei Sveshnikov after you expected a big season out of him. The fact that they were still able to have what the the second the second best points total in franchise history. And win another Metro Division right there at the at the end is a testament to the group and a testament to Rod Brindamore. Successful season, yeah, for sure. Winning the division again, impressive. In the way that they did it, also impressive. And I want to kind of break down last night's game into two different parts. Yeah, sure. Because I think one thing that uh, both Adam Gold and both Trip Tracy mentioned last night on on the uh, radio broadcast was. Now that the Canes don't have Andre Svechnikov, they don't have Max Pacioretty, they need scoring from other places. Mm-hmm. And we haven't talked enough about the defense that has been scoring for them. And Brent Burns again scoring last night. And you're looking at this and you go, well, if we don't have stars in the forward group to score, well, then where can we get that offense from? And traditionally, you know, you and I would look at and go, well, Jordan Stahl is a guy maybe who doesn't score during the regular season that frequently, but in the playoffs is certainly capable and has shown you know, he has the ability to add more scoring in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, the way that the Canes defense has scored this season consistently, and Burns obviously is the one we look at because he is the replacement for Tony D'Angelo, who was the replacement for Dougie Hamilton. And, you know, that that primary driver on the power play. And and that that's where we look at the Canes and go, okay, there's the positives. Mm-hmm. 2-0 lead going into the fourth, really in control of that game. Then you get to the negatives, and I hate being that guy, but the truth of the matter is that there is a reality to what the Canes are. Mm-hmm. And you could see it in last night's game. They are capable of winning games. 
kind of hodgepodging, brother-in-lawing, ham and egging, whatever golf term you want to use, putting it together and winning games without a star. But then you look at it and you go, oh, oh, the power play was 0 for 4. No bueno. Then you look at Freddie Anderson in the fourth period and you're like, I mean, you're supposed to be the number one goalie. <laughs> you're paid like the number one goalie. But, yeah. you and again, it's not that you're it's not that you're bad it's just you can't be worse than the other guy that's the thing that's getting me and in the fourth period of that excuse me the third period of that game the fourth I'm getting excited over here in the third period of that game it gave up four goals mm-hmm. legit goals whereas the canes were scoring empty net goals mm-hmm. okay i'm looking at it and i'm going do you not like i felt like everyone on the team understood the assignment other than Except freddie anderson freddie, yeah. right like hey win the game Get the matchup we want. We're division champs. Home ice. All these great things. And then, then, and then you have Freddie. The assignment was, hey, show out, mm-hmm. show everybody that you're the number one. And, and who knows? Like Trip has talked about. Like Dennis has talked about. Maybe then you do alternate. But now, no, no, no. Now Rob Brendamore and his staff have no choice but to start Nancy Ranta in game one and in game two, assuming the world doesn't fall apart. With Ronta, and, and that's always, and that I think that's ultimately the problem with the Carolina Hurricanes. You you say understand the assignment. I've used that term before too. I think what it easily comes down to the word that I would use is trust. Can I trust Freddie Anderson to be fully engaged throughout the game, or is he going to be somewhere in his head? And I say this as somebody who has constantly pointed to the fact that goalies and what to expect out of goalies is on the equivalent of voodoo. I don't know, man. Sometimes they got it, sometimes they don't. So I think that's the problem with Freddie Anderson. Can you trust him? And I think he showed you last night once again that no, you can't. That there's going to be some sort of soft goal that can absolutely change the trajectory of a game and potentially change the the trajectory of the season, literally, in the postseason. And it's not lost on me that Rod Brennamore last night, after Freddie Anderson had his weird like brain fart, he called a timeout. Now, Trip, you know, Trip did trip things and called it, you know, one of the most important times that timeouts around. And to his credit, he's right. A lot of coaches will just kind of be like, ah, hey, you know what, play it out, play it out, play it out. But Rod understood, like, no, 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 no. This ain't happening. We're not doing this. And I kind of get the sense that Freddie Anderson, or really the goaltending situation, is going to cause Rod Brendamore's hair to go from a very handsome gray streak to full-on Roy Williams silver at the rate things are going with goaltending. because you, you, Certainly in the last three minutes of that game. You mentioned time. Ronta, the like, pro- and the problem with Ronta is, again, that's another matter of trust, but for the wrong reasons, or unfortunate reasons, I, I should say, in that... Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Yeah. And that's just been Ronta's M.O. If you need Ronta to come in and give you a game, hell yeah, man, I'm down. Like, yeah, I know what Ronta's got you. But a full series? A full playoff run? I don't know, because Ronta has had a tendency to uh, go down and look like, oh, my God, what's happening? It's all over, and et cetera, right? Which, of course, gets us to Peter Kochekov and how they're going to handle him. So, look, all all of that can be handled on Monday, and you can fret about it on Monday when they're taking on the New York Islanders. To me, today is about this organization under Rod Brindamore as the head coach being resilient. And a season that easily could have gone off the rails at any, you know, over an injury, 
or getting caught up in the slog of a regular season, they still found a way to accomplish what they set out to accomplish, and that was win the Metro Division. Now we'll see if they can do the rest of the postseason. Here's Rod on three straight division titles, the Central and then two Metros. You know what it is. It, I, I, you know what my answer is going to be. It's the guys we got in that room, they just, you know, they, they're as honest as they come, and they go out there and they earn their their way every night, and that's what you see. I mean, that's the way we have to get it done. Um, top to bottom, doesn't matter who it is, they, you know, they just come to play. And, uh, and I'm proud of the group. Obviously, it's it's kind of neat because obviously that's a big accomplishment. 82 games, you know, to be the best in your division. That, and, and the division we're in, that says a lot. Um, but they're less, it's like, that's not what we, we're about. That's not what we came to do, you know. So everyone's kind of, eh, it's okay, but we got bigger things that we obviously want to accomplish. That's Rod Brennan head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, that starts on Monday against the Islanders. Here's Rod on what he told the team they could do in the off days headed up to uh, to Monday's playoff start. Well, just it, it's congratulate them. I mean, it's tough because, like I said, we're looking at bigger things, right? But you, you do have to take a second and say, hey, man, we just went seven months and did a damn good job. And I know people get critical and you point out things, but you know what? We, I think we still have the second best record in the NHL next to the team that just blew it up. I mean, you, you need to take a step back and go, that's pretty good. And we had a lot of guys out. You know, we had missing pieces. So it's, uh, we pieced it together and, you know, obviously we're going to turn the page here, but I think it's time to say, hey, that was a pretty good job. That's right. Brendan Moore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. And, yeah, he sounds like a guy who understands we're here to do a heck of a lot more, which, again, starts on Monday. We'll be out at PNC Arena Monday afternoon doing the show ahead of the uh, ahead of the playoffs. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Look who's in studio all suited up. It's Mike Maniscalco, Kane's play-by-play. Yeah, well, you know. Did you literally just come from the broadcast last night? Sort of, yeah. It feels <laughs> like that. Landed about landed about 2 in the morning. I'm not really sure if I'm doing this or not. By the way, coming up tonight, the Hurricanes taking on the Florida Panthers <laughs> with a chance to win it. Wait, that's not? We already did that? No, you're, you already did that. And you won't be doing it again for the playoffs because things shook out, I thought, the best way possible for oh, the yeah. Carolina Hurricanes against the Islanders on Monday. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's what you want. Um, look, let's let's run down this list, and I think the NCAA tournament has taught us this as well. There's no such thing as an easy matchup anymore. Nah. There, there's matchups you should win or favorable matchups, but uh, the way that the East is, every team that you were going to face, it's it's going to be a monster. And, you know, I, I even think this might be crazy, Gilio. I think that Boston – can be pushed. I don't know if Florida can do it if they're not 100% healthy, but if you're Carolina, looking at the teams you stack up against, the Islanders are the one team where you look at and you say, mm-hmm. all right, they, they do stack up well because it's styles make fights. The Carolina Hurricanes style gives what the Islanders want to do fits. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Joe. Who's starting on Monday? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I, all right, I'm. I have thoughts. I, I yeah, I'm curious. I do too, and I, I'm going to keep doing this until I'm either proven right or crazy, which is probably uh, the latter. 
But, you know, everybody always says in hockey, you got to have the guy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to have a guy. Um, the Canes have had a rotation that's led them to 52 wins this year. Mm-hmm. And people will say that you cannot win a Stanley Cup unless you have one goalie who carries the water. Mm-hmm. Well, the only reason why everybody says that is nobody's ever tried a rotation. Sure. Or at least if they did, they didn't get the results that you wanted. So mm-hmm. that's why you can downplay it. So I would say Monday I would expect Frederick Anderson to start. Really? I will not I will not be surprised if it's Auntie Ronson with how well he's played. Um the the reasoning behind it is whatever the Canes do, they can continue with their rotation and say that that's what they were going to do. They started the season with Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. They're going to start the playoffs mm-hmm. with Frederick Anderson. I like the hmms on that. Mm. But but they could either I mean, way they you, could, you could they could start on Auntie Ronson and go the other no, way. No, 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 I'm, just, I'm just start I'm just trying to remember because the goalie sequence and now even you probably ha- are struggling with it because every year they they trying to figure this thing out. Well, you know I'm, what I mean. But if we're gonna if no, we're but, going well, to be honest though, Frederick Anderson was yeah. brought in to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. But I think with Rod and and Don Waddell and and Tom Dundon, the consistency is you have a real talk express, right? Whether it's arbitration day, whether it's the start of the playoffs, whether it's after a in a rare losing streak during the regular season. When the money's on the table, they've been consistent that yeah. they're always honest with that guy, and, and I don't know Freddie. I, maybe I shouldn't even call him Freddie. You're calling him Frederick, but you got to sit him down and say, "Hey, man, what you did and what you've done recently isn't good enough, and we're not here to be good enough. Mm-hmm. We're here to be great. We're here to win the cup, and the way that Auntie Ranta has played, particularly at home, yes, gives you a chance to win the cup. So I." I I just think they've been consistent with how honest they are, whether it's Curtis McElhenney, Peter Morazic, Alex Nedeljkovic, you know, Kachekov playing last year, sure. right? Like, I think they've been consistent. I don't think there's any question. Now, I could be wrong. You are a lot closer to this situation than I am. I could be wrong, but I feel like the real talk oh. is pressed to Freddie is, yes, you were paid to come here and do this, but we're all here for one reason, and it's not, it is not to lose to the Islanders. Although the real talk could then be, we brought you here to do this, so we're we'll giving you game one and go yeah. from there. That's why I. That's the th- that would be the sell. If you were going to sell it to me, there that are, they go to Freddie Anderson on Monday because they're showing that, like, hey, look, you were we believe in you to be the guy, so we're not just we're not we're going to look past what happened last night and we're just going to go ahead and go with what we think. But I mean, I, I'm serious when I say this. We can be sitting here Monday, and it could be Freddie Anderson, and he will get a win on Monday. And then I wouldn't be shocked if they go to Auntie Ranta on Wednesday because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. And they stay very much to, to Gilio's point. They stay true to what they do. They they're not coming off of that. So it's going to be interesting. The the good thing about this for me is I don't think that there is a in fans' minds, I know there's always a wrong choice. Of course. But I don't think with the team and their thought process through this the whole year mm-hmm. that there is a wrong choice with who starts on Monday. Okay. And that's okay. a good position to be in because the other thing, the team plays the same. This isn't like two quarterbacks in football where, you know, one guy runs an offense this way, the other guy, it's better suited to run it this way. The team plays the same no matter yeah. who's behind them. They're, they're not going Tebow rules. Is what right. Ex- ex- exactly. Uh, so what you need to sell then on Monday is that this is game 83. Sure. Regular season like playoff games, Mike. Well, That's although what last night it felt like game one to me. I'm it did. Not, it did, it did actually. Lie, it did actually have that, that playoff. Lie. That that playoff like. So let, let's let's get away from what happens because we can talk about Monday. Sure. On Monday, because I do feel that now that the division has been won again, mm-hmm. people can take a breather, take a step back, and recognize. You know what? When we're not 
clenching butts and freaking out about what this means for the Stanley Cup and everything else. It's actually pretty damn impressive what they were able to do this year, given the team they thought they were going to have yep. and the team they ended up having. Yeah, and look, they thought that Max Pacioretty was going to be a big part of this in the five games that you saw. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, there it is, and this is going to be great. And uh, then he re-injures his Achilles, and you're like, okay, you know, now what? And the worst thing that you can do is when an injury happens is go out and panic mm-hmm. and make a move to – Bring in somebody. I, I try to keep... certainly overpay for a move, yeah. which, given the price for Timo Meyer, I think was overpaid. And l- let me know what he's produced so far yeah. for New Jersey. That's I fair. Mean, it comes into the it, the trade deadline. The the two biggest panic days in the NHL is free agency, which normally is July first, mm-hmm. where somebody's going to overpay June thirtieth. Yeah, <laughs> whenever you want. Yes, you know. It, well, June twenty fifth. <laughs> uh, it's true. And on trade deadline day, that somebody feels you got to go out. If you go and take a look, no Stanley Cup champion has really gone out on the deadline day mm-hmm. and made a huge move since the Canes in 06 yeah. with Mark Recchi. Yeah. And I guess and sometimes you in nostalgia, you tend to forget why they make the moves when they make the moves. Right. right? Um, for me, and we, and we asked Tom Dundon, this owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, around the time. It was actually the day of the outdoor game with the trade deadline looming. For me, it's almost psychology of are you are you signaling to the team we are all in? And they had $10 million of yep. cap space to play with. That tells me, all right, you're going to go all in. Now, the argument from Dundon, it's been consistent messaging from him and Don Waddell, is that we're not going to mortgage the future. Right. They don't view their window closing, even though we kind of see where the f- restricted free agency and a lot of contracts coming up. We kind of look at this going, there's going to be some serious changes over the next couple of years. What are you going to do with the group that you have now? Might as well try to cash it in. They're of the they're of the mind, and that's fine. I, I Until I'm proven wrong, they've been right. They believe that what they're doing is sustainable. I, I think that if there was a big move to be made, mm-hmm. and again – you got to make the other team trade with you. Yeah, you know, course. you can't make the San Jose Sharks <laughs> trade you, Timo Meyer, if right. they feel that the better deal is coming from New Jersey. Right. The the thing for me, the two pieces, and this is revisionist history, and I did not, I was not sitting in the general manager's room on the fourth floor, mm-hmm. being consulted about who should we trade for. But the two big chips that I looked at, if you're the Hurricanes, that you could have maybe gone after and brought in, one was Vladimir Tarasenko mm-hmm. in St. Louis, but the Rangers moved quick on that. Got that. And then and the they other, got that for a good price. And they did. And yeah. Exactly, they did. And, and part of that, too, was I think St. Louis kind of was looking at where they were at, maybe change the room up a little bit mm-hmm. and move on from there. And they knew that they weren't going to re-sign Tarasenko, so just whatever the best offer could be at that point. And then Patrick Kane, mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane comes out and says, "Well, I'm only going to go oh, play for the Rangers." For so, Rangers is the spot, yeah. right? So, and and that's where that that ten and, million of cap space, where you could have looked at one player, or one big name, mm-hmm. it goes there. Yeah. Now, by the way, Kane's been fine with the Rangers. Tarasenko's been very good uh, with the Rangers, but those those were the names. And you look at everything else that got moved at the deadline. Yeah, there's yeah, Horvat. There's, there were Horvat, Horvat goes and, to the Islanders, who now you'll see yeah. in the playoffs, but. Yeah. You couldn't get the Jim Rutherford sleeper. You couldn't get the the, result, the first round pick, fine. But I think any package for Horvat was going to include Seth Jarvis, right? And then, you, which I'm not doing. Uh, yeah, I'm and then you got to turn around and give the guy an eight year contract, which the Islanders well, did. But 
Mm-hmm. Who the heck knows if he's really worth and, that, particularly given the hierarchy the Canes already have. And the other thing on on Meyer, just to go back to that, because mm-hmm. I think no, that New was Jersey a, vastly overpaid. For but him. I think that's the same thing. But with Timo Meyer, he is due a ten million dollar qualifying yeah. offer this year. So there's no guarantee that a New Jersey is going to re-sign him right. or give him that qualifying offer. I think they're going to have to. Uh, you'd hopefully hammer something out before you can get there. But, again, the asking prices at that time of year. Mm-hmm. And Tampa I, I, for the defenseman from Nashville that they gave uh, up like no, eight assets no, for. Yeah, uh, no, four. Tanner Janot <laughs> got hurt, and they gave up five picks. Five Two of picks. them were premiums. Uh, but uh, I, I got to give Tampa and Julian Breeze, Breezeblock credit. They are very much in the L.A. Rams mindset of, Forget them picks. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all about winning now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you had that guy, you would be too. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's just it. Uh, it's, it's, again, I, I try to work PG when I can. Uh, um, but it's I looked at everything that the Canes did and then what they did. Um, they needed to improve the power play, mm-hmm. and that's what Shane Gostisbehere can mm-hmm. do. And, you know, again, it's nothing that was seismic that moved the needle, but this is an organization that if you take a look, folks, the last five years – Everything they've done is with a plan, and it fits within that plan. It's worked. and In the regular season. In the off season, they added mm-hmm. Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty. Those are two huge moves. Yeah. And you build your team now in that time frame. Well, at the draft, in July, when you make those trades, or when you can sign Burns scoring twice last night is the biggest indicator to me. We've already forgotten. Dougie Hamilton... Great regular season player, struggled yep. in the playoffs. Tony D'Angelo last year comes in, is a commensurate replacement for Hamilton, yeah. certainly at a cheaper price, but in the playoffs was a liability in the second round yeah. against his former team. Mm-hmm. So now if Burns is actually the guy who Dougie was during the regular season, all of the sudden, you know, I, I and I think I think you've said this, Tripp has said this, I yep. know Adam has said this. When you lose Pacioretty, you lose Svechnikov, we my simple hockey mind, I look at Jordan Stahl. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. guys keep saying the same thing. Look at the production from Burns. Look at the production from Pesci. The defense is actually what's picking up yeah. the scoring slack. Brady Shea, 18 goals this year. And and he's the guy who I look at on the blue line. The blue line scored 59 goals. That led the NHL in combined goals from the defense. That's This is a group that's a collective. And there's one thing, and it just goes back to my mind about when Andrei Svechnikov they announced he's done for the year. Rod Brindamore said it, and he said it best. If we were counting on one guy for us to win the cup, then we weren't going to win the cup. Right. And I, I believe that the one thing where in Andrei Svechnikov's absence that hurts what he delivers that's unique and special, yes, he scores goals, but he is the one forward that the Canes have who's built like a locomotive, and he steams into the corners, and he's the guy who in a five, six, seven-game series – defensemen get tired of getting hit by when they go into the corner and their clock speeds up a little bit more and they're going to turn over the puck and that's going to lead to a grade A chance. So, again, you, you take a look at where the, the Canes are at. That's where you lose that. You lose – the Pacioretty thing is the one thing that I keep going back to. You looked yeah, at how you they You identified playing, a problem you had. You said, and they, they the guy identified it and they without the puck, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But you only had him for five games. That's but, why – yeah, that's why. That's why. If if you were going to go and you know, retcon the the trade deadline, what we what were you really replacing with the ten million dollars in cap space? Because it's not like you really understood what you had in Max Pacioretty. They I had think been they, successful. No. They had been successful without him. They only played like five games. True, but I think that they had the idea of 
it was a big body who could score goals out the park. Sure, right? sure, and, sure. And but older, the, an older guy too. Cause, but again, my point is that they, ne- I, I understand what you're saying in that yeah. they knew what they were getting, they were knew what they, they knew what they were looking forward to bringing to the table. But since they never had it and they were used to playing without it, it wasn't that big of an adjustment. Exactly. But so to to my point about when they got Max Pacioretty versus the trade deadline, yeah, they literally got him for nothing. True. Yeah. For nothing. True. They got him because an, an older guy who knew what his role was too. To your mm-hmm. point about Timo Meyer going to New Jersey, now all of a sudden you're in the Aho boat of I'm going to score three times every time I'm on the ice. Like which you're, will, you're gripping it way too yeah. tight. Which will will close this segment on Sebastian Aho. I mean, look, I think it's great that the other players are stepping up. Yep. You know, when Rod Brindamore lit into the team after the loss uh, against what was it uh, when they lost Buffalo? Buffalo. Thank you. When they lost to Buffalo and he lit into the team, or as as vocal as he might yeah. be in into the media. They responded, but it was the guys, the other guys who responded, the the complimentary players who responded. Now, the Canes aren't going to win without those guys doing what they've done all the season, but the playoffs are a different beast. And the yeah. thing that has been consistent with the Canes' exit is that the team's dudes, the yeah. other team's dudes, have been better than who the Canes are supposed to have as the dudes. And that look, I'm looking directly at Sebastian Ajo right now, who seems to be going through it. No, I mean, that you're always going to go into this, and, and for me, the playoffs are – you expect your stars, they're going to do what they do. Like, sure. Edmonton knows what Connor McDavid's going to do. Right. Um, and that's just the case. Sebastian Ajo, he understands now, he is not judged on scoring 30-plus goals in the regular season and being a point-per-game player in the regular season. He is now judged on, okay, what are you doing in the playoffs? And if there is one guy who I think that will not be pressure that deters him or crumbles him. It's him because he is one of the most competitive human beings Mm -hmm. you will ever be around. And Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to look at this series and be like, all right, this is my opportunity to pick up the scoring slack. He doesn't have to be the guy to what Joe, what Joe pointed out correctly, but it's crazy. that He's 25. Yeah, I know. Like, I know he's still, it's, 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 it's again, like, yes, Barry Kokanyemi's 22. Yeah. And people in Montreal, they've condemned him since, I think, the 1970s. Right. Yeah. So um, the the thing is, when I look at Ajo, by the end of the – I was hoping that one played, and it did. It was a little bit of a joke grenade. Yeah, yeah. uh, for Sebastian Ajo, at the end of every playoff series, he has to be the leading scorer for the Canes. Yes. For people to then say, oh, okay, well, here we go. Yeah, nah. Uh, I want to see a little bit more out of my neighbor. I'm just 25. It's just 25. <laughs> He's just 25. Mike Metascalco, Kane's play-by-play, maybe hanging out with us. you keeping him up at night if you're the <laughs> no, neighbor. I, gotta, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Trust, me, trust me. Our neighborhood's very, very quiet. It has nothing to do with uh, with me. I mean, it's not like I'm knocking on his door saying, hey, can I use the sauna today? And are you playing Sonic Youth at 1 in the morning? No. No, 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 no. My backyard speakers. I don't think he can hear my backyard speakers uh, from down the street. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Joe cracked it up.
It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obvious. Mike Maniscalco, Kane's play-by-play. He's hanging out with us in studio for uh, the rest of the segment. He's going to answer some Hey Joe questions with us. All right, Dennis, I'd like what do we got? ask some Hey Joe questions. Well, I mean, you can at the end of the ones that we have. Since you don't have your so headphones on, you're going to have to read which ones we have. Ones. They all are They are real ones. These I know. Are, you're here. Yeah. All right, Dennis, yeah. what do we got? All right. Hey Joe, brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. From Brad Fritch. Hey Joe, what round of the playoffs do the Canes have to get to to avoid acquiring the wrath of not Canes Twitter? Taking into account Svetch and everyone else. Eastern Conference Finals. No, Mike? You Stanley, know, Stanley Cup. Really? Wow. See, I, I, th- I oh. think Eastern Conference Finals is like I, a line of demarcation. We're good. You're, you're, you're Because you're a, a rational thinking human being. <laughs> no, wait a second. If they beat the Islanders and then they pay back the Rangers, yeah. I think all sins are close to being forgiven. Or, or, or is if, they see Buff- if they see Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, then you know they can get past Boston. They- but even if you lose to well, Boston, beat- who's the you know the best team in the NHL, well, they, like- but they beat Boston last year, right. Joe Giulio. I yeah, understand yeah. that, but if it's Boston, it's I, I, Boston I'm actually, actually kind of I'm shifting over to Maniscalco's point because if it is Boston, no. there's going to be an expectation so, of like, no, 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 you should be able to take care of. Them. You did it last year. I, I think the key in that Hey Joe question is the the use of the word Twitter. Ah, <laughs> okay, fine. So, fine. like, I think I think. Every Canes fan, if you get to the Eastern Conference Final with, again, third straight division title, two Metros, and then the, you know, thrown together Central, which kicked this off. Um, if you get to the Conference Final, that's a good year. Okay. And, and when you consider uh, the two players the we've injuries. talked about who aren't here, the injuries yeah. that are there. But for me, you know, people now are like, well, it's five years and we haven't won the Cup. Well, well Tampa Bay has been dwelling in your conference. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty good. Boston has had a few good teams in there hard. in the mix. It's kind of hard to win the Cup. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I know where we are, but you know who no one is talking about this year? I mean, I know oh, yeah. in your circles they are, oh. but the Avalanche. Yeah, nobody. Like, as if they didn't just run roughshod over everyone last year. And they were injured the All whole year. Long, and now and they now, got a chance to win the Super healthy oh, yeah. now. Oh, Next yeah. up. Yeah. From Rick, hey Joe. Yes, I have an avalanche ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that meant. Yeah, that's. I don't blame you. Next up, <laughs> hey Rick, hey Joe. Any update on North Carolina mobile sports wagering? I mean, mobile sports wagering is going through the normal process. At some point, it'll get in front of the governor, and, we'll, and, and we're good. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, you were. I thought you were referring to an actual like avalanche ticket from a game. No, no, I knew what you meant. Yeah, uh, that's what you meant. January. We're looking at January. We're looking at January. I think when, this when Tom great. Dunn and our gambling overlord will will take over. Yes. I, I, I am that all, guy. I am all for this, by the way. If he needs an underlord to make sure that the gambling is going the right way. <laughs> yeah, like, well, well, he keeps saying to me, well, I'm not going to be like setting the lines. I'm like, yeah, even better. You're just getting the action. You just, like, yeah, you're getting all the come money. Come on, man. And, and a lot <laughs> of it's going to come from you while you're exactly. hanging out. Here's, here's my thing. Don't be behind. Don't you can be on the forefront yeah, of things. Way, yeah, we're way and behind it's, on it's that. the point now. Next up. Now lean back. Uh-huh. Lean back. From Grayson, hey, Joe, what's your Mount Rushmore of spring beers? Now, for example, <laughs> escaping the rain beer, post-lawn mowing beer, Kevin Keats is going to land MJ Rice beer, et cetera. Oh, I like how he snuck that in, the MJ Rice part of it. Yeah, where, where, where is NC State Area guys one guard? Where are they, uh, where are they on, the, on the other thing? Uh, I think I would gamble on the Arizona State. Aha, That's gotcha. who I think gotcha. I put my money on. Gotcha. Not the Kansas guard. My Mount Rushmore of these types of beers would be Miller High Life, uh, Miller High Life, a Miller High beer? Life, Miller High Life. Actually, I, I'm, I'm on a beer-flavored beer kick f- right now, Mike. I do it's feel just... like, though, this was a specific example, and nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing ever beats a shower beer, ever. <laughs> 
ever. I don't Coors, know, man. Coors Light is a ever. spring beer for me because that's that's is. building yes. me into the summer. Oh, uh, okay. I where see then where I want okay. Now I'm going to drink a highlight. All right. I feel like um, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like the setting also matters too. Like True. when we had a beer. What what beer did you get me when we were at opening day for the Bulls? Oh, that was the the Bull City. Did you did you give the me Durham. the the Bull Durham beer? Yeah, the Kolsch. Okay, then yeah, like something like that. The setting matters, and it has to be like a beer flavored type beer at that point. But yeah, Mike, that's the thing. I, it's like, I don't think they were looking for. They were looking for a, a like specific spring like type airport like beer, situational oh, well, type. Post- want, is, there, is, there, is, a, is there a beer that I can neti pot with? Oh. Because Already? that's, I mean, it's it's disinfected. You're, you're it's got alcohol in it. Oh, yeah. So I mean, maybe that works. When is the pollen gonna end? Never, it never ends, man. All right, next up, last Whoa. one. Final one from Eric. Hey, Joe, what would go number one overall in your video game draft, and what would be your sleeper pick? <sighs> yeah, so I think I know why this happened. Josh Graham, our friend, WSJS, decided to do a video game draft yesterday, oh. and it actually is one of the worst video game drafts I've <laughs> ever seen, and it also shows you the difference in age. See, me, Maniscalco, Jillio, we're all around the same age. Josh is a is a whippersnapper, oh. and his video game draft, his top four games were Mario Kart 64, Halo 3, Super Smash Brothers, and ESPN 2K5. His producer, Will, had Grand Theft Auto 5, Call of Duty 4, NCAA Basketball 10, and Super Mario 64. I'm thinking to myself, th- th- this? This is it. <sighs> it's a terrible draft. I, yeah. I wish the camera was on me as you were reading those names. <laughs> the faces you were making. I, Look, man, I'm not going to do the Happy Gilmore, you know, there's a asteroid machine out in the lobby that's calling my name. It's okay. not that. Or I think Donkey Kong is the greatest video game of all time, but that that list is brutal, and Josh should be thrown off the air. Josh, I think Josh is suspended. Uh, I, be- I believe the FCC is going to hand down a fine I, oh my for, goodness, they uh, should. for that draft. I'm like, you, you're telling me a, Mar- a mainline Mario game didn't make it until like, the last pick of the, of the draft? First off, it's... And it's Mario sixty four is fine. It, but. It's it's a sports show, right? Yeah. How does Super Tecmo Bowl yeah, not tec- get in there? Tecmo yeah. Super Bowl has to be or on the list. Any of the Maddens, or, or the any NHL, of the, co- or the or the Sega NHL games, any of the college football, or NHL ninety three or ninety well, seven. Now that I'm yeah, thinking about it, now, okay. Now that even now you're thinking about it, where's NBA Jam? Oh my goodness, Goldeneye. Eh, Goldeneye's a little overrated, oh. but, but he's a little bit younger. That's yeah. true. That's true. It, it's in discussion. It's clearly better than any of what we it's heard. Better from than any of those. Grand Theft Auto Five. Hey, That's not even the Grand Theft Auto put in the list. That say, would go that, Vice City. Is that mm. San Andreas Five or is no. it? No, 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 that's the most recent one. Oh, yeah, it's the most wait, recent one. You didn't even say Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I mean, they put Super the Mario Bros. 64. Man. I don't even know. I wouldn't put the OG in there. I put Super Mario oh, Bros. 3. I, put, I, put, I would put you, three. See, this is might be where our little ears difference come into play. When you had to figure out the levels without the help of the internet, like you had to remember well, where the you, stuff was. I didn't in the have race. that in Super Mario Brothers three. No, like no, you no, had I'm to remember like, where the, the original was. one, though. The original one, though. Like, all right, no, I, it was a thing. I actually prefer Super Mario Wait. Brothers two to the original I, Super no, Mario Brothers. No, you do not. My my stupid turnips. Yeah, I yeah. oh, love that. Get one. out of here. No, right? I like two over three. Just saying. Oh, so you yeah. like two over three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, three's the go. I'm saying the OG. Three is very good. Three is very good. I mean, the little saying. tanuki suit? Like, come on. You can't yeah, yeah. have that. But, like, anyway. two is like you could fly. I the, the one for me that in 
if everybody wants to talk about first-person shooters and things like that, yeah. not my deal, but it was from Nintendo all the way up to the PlayStation, but Metal Gear Solid, if you're talking about oh, those games of that yeah, ilk, yeah, yeah. it had... You like... Yeah, that's... that's like it's, I'm just... I'm, I'm not saying that it's like number one He didn't one put time. Fortnite in there? Didn't put, they didn't put even Zelda in there. Is How did you, you, you not put Zelda of time? I put in, Breath of the Wild over that, but uh, anyway... It's an ocarina. Of Don't time, know what that, that is. That's 64. That one gets a lot, but if I'm going to pick, a, actually, I would pick um, Spy Hunter. Oh <laughs> no! When you're in the, when you are in the arcade, this is old school now. I'm with you on that one, Chilio. No when you got the this gas pedal, pedal on the and all, oh, yeah, no, no oh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you, no the Mortal old... Kombat. Yeah. No Street Fighter 2? Anyway, it's a brutal list. Josh should be ashamed of himself. Oh, my God. All right, it's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. Mike Maniscalco, Kane's play-by-play. All right, man, we'll talk to you Monday. You got it, guys. Thank Appreciate you, sir. It. Thank we you. will see you Monday on the fan because we'll be out at PNC Arena ahead of game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sorry, game 83 for the Carolina Hurricanes. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year primary care and urgent care under one roof multiple locations virtual visits walk in or schedule an appointment online from annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection strep or the flu we couldn't be more convenient learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org